0: Your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on eighty-eight point five FM, the Valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. and All right, welcome to episode one hundred and sixty-one of the Talk and Power Podcast. I'm here with co-host. Johnny Alardi, and we've got a special guest in the studio with us today. I'm host Nick DeCembra. We're here with Mitchell Rando. Mitchell, thanks for joining us. No problems at all. We've I won't say started a tradition, but we kind of we kind of had we've started a tradition last year. We got Simon Birch on the podcast because he was Motivation 36 winner. And I thought I like this idea. I think we need to continue it going. And get every year we have the Motivation Grand Champion winner on the podcast. So I thought, well, let's let's keep that going. And here we are. we with you this year, the Motivation 37 for 2023 Grand Champion winner. How does that? How does that sound to you? Like when people say that? Um, well, it was a pretty big surprise to even get
1: it. We nearly didn't even enter. It was about a I don't know two week before entry. I think it was like entry number 400 and something. So I was pretty <laughs> late. Um, wanted to go back a bit of, uh, unfinished business and, and give the car a shot, but, um, definitely didn't expect to be anywhere near even competing for grand champion. So it was pretty big, um, pretty big surprise even to be there.
0: Yeah, really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause I know you, you were in it the year before and I thought maybe the car, the car wasn't quite completed or there was so
1: the Car was, um, com- well completed as far as, um, the build had just finished, but, um, uh, no real testing or anything like that. Mm. So, um, it was actually nothing to do with the car's fault why it uh, went wrong I, my uh <laughs> i guess the calibration of the fuel gauge wasn't something i was used to and it went from um it was just below or oh, hitting on empty and i thought i should be right and, um turns out i probably should have filled it up before we got to motivation i probably would have been fine and finished the whole weekend
0: yeah okay but, um, yeah. yep yep <laughs> We'll talk about testing in a minute and, and those sorts of things because motivation isn't just isn't just the car, is it? There's a lot of there's a lot of aspects to being the grand champion, and we'll talk about that a bit later. But before we get into that, like I guess you need to tell us what got this passion started for cars. Um, I probably started with cars when I was sixteen, but
1: um, I mean I was always always loved cars. But um, my old man was a was a rev head back when he was a, a young bloke, and he was a mechanic. I wanted to be a mechanic, he talked me out of it, said you'll hate it and um, here I am in IT but um, I've still always had that passion of cars the whole time. I think I've had a a car in the shed and, and one on the road pretty much the whole time since I was 16 right the way to now, as much to my wife's disgust.
0: Yeah. Does that help being out of the industry?
1: I think so. I think if I actually um, worked in it full-time, I wouldn't have the same um, drive to do my own cars because you sort of get – I've got lots of friends that I like that, big rev heads, but their own cars are usually the last one to get touched. Mm. So, yeah.
2: Is
0: that – could you – because you're in the industry.
2: Yeah, well, it's I agree with the, your own cars get the last one – are always the last ones to get touched. You know what I mean? It, yeah. 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 Especially oh. in the cleaning side of things. It's like, oh, man, you're just cleaning cars all day – the last thing you want to do is yours yeah. it, it, it makes a difference of going to an event and not going to event sometimes it's like you know what, I need to it needs to present well you know whether you're really a detailer or not so you might just go you know I'll just sit this one out because
0: yeah. yeah I've often wondered that as well because I'm not in the industry either so I often think to myself would I be like this if I was and i sometimes think I probably wouldn't I think you're right like it may be a help not being in the industry, and it's more of a passion, and it's a time away from work, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is, yeah. Look, when I get home from using my my head all day and um in front of a computer, I guess uh, it's a big outlet. Um, using hands and
0: fixing issues
1: on on cars and assembling something or
0: pulling yeah. something apart. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's always I've always been interested in um in in knowing that. Well, let's get back to to Grand Champion. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this wholeheartedly, but it takes a lot of skill, not just in building the car, but it also takes a lot of skill on the track as well, doesn't it? So t- what, I, what I mean by that is, so the grand champion, what people need to understand is you basically need to win the eighth mile, go to Woe and the Slalom events. Well, not win it, but do very well in those events.
1: Yeah. So um, for instance, last year, I, I made top 10 last year um, in the judging. Um, I was disqualified because I didn't get through all those three events. And a lot of cars are really high, high-end cars, in, um, whether they're in the pavilion or not. But they judge really well. But a lot of them don't really get it set up to drive um, mm. on the track very well. and um, Or some of them don't want to beat up their cars. They love them too much. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that car was built to,
0: to drive. Yeah, yeah. So talk us through the that. Y- do you... I guess it's hard to, you might not be able to answer this, honestly, but is it hard to practice for those sorts of things? Did you go down on Wednesday nights and practice the eighth mile? Or I used to. Yep. Um,
1: I, was, I mean, I've been going to motivation. Well, I, I was going to motivation probably since for 20 years, probably yeah. stopped for a long t- period while I had kids and that. But, I mean, I've been around driving, drags, all that kind of stuff. Um, as for taking that, event and those events out um the car makes a big difference um some of the cars have way too much power and they just blow the tires off um that being a car that's really drivable handles really well makes it a pretty good all-rounder for that kind of event mm. um i'm sure if i lined most of those cars up in an eighth mile on a prep track they would um probably be uh they'd be over the finish line before
0: i barely left yeah. so yeah, yeah okay right on yep i noticed you, you took out first place in all three of those, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought I thought as much. Talk us through what it's like beating... Uh, you, these are just some names here. Like, you beat uh, Nigel War and uh, Dean uh, Ricard as well. So, it was interesting to watch their different driving techniques, and Simon as well. Simon Birch was in that as well. Uh, techniques. And what I mean, I, I say that some of those cars for the Slalom weren't, especially Simon's, I don't think was really set up for a Slalom event. But... Was, you could see the different techniques, but obviously you honed that skill, or you, you do, or do you just rocked up there on the day and said like, oh, "This is what I'm going to do." No, look, my plan on the day was, um,
1: I, I guess I've watched it for a fair few years, and you see, yeah, cars like, um, Simon's, they're they're probably not made for handling, but such an awesome car, and the guy gives it everything. But mm. um, and then there's cars uh, like, um, like Nigel's, which have just got ridiculous power. Um, I guess I pulled up to the line thinking I'll ease it off and just try and. Could see the track was really marbly, so I just sort of eased it off the line and just tried to just nurse it till I got traction, and then tried to get into it a bit, and it just yeah. made it consistent. I guess is probably the biggest thing is consistent across yeah. all three.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I can certainly understand that. Um, you actually drove the car to the track and back home, didn't you?
1: I ended up. Um, I was supposed to drive it there. I ended up uh, driving it home. I got it. Uh, got it there on a tilt tray because it just got it cleaned, but. Um, Yeah, look, I drove to work the day before and it sat in the car park all day. So, (laughs) yeah, I generally drive it all the time. It goes to Hillary's with the kids and Christmas light cruises and all sorts of aircon running. That's good.
0: Yeah. That is awesome to hear because we we don't want the grand champion. Look, I mean, we've had plenty of grand champions before. Um, and, and that's not to say that trailer in the car there is bad. Certainly not, but I think there's a certain amount of um.
2: Well, Nick, when you're spending a lot of money on detailing the day before, then uh, yeah, it's c- cheap insurance <laughs> uh, and then a lot less work when you get to the event.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think what we're trying to say here is that 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 is a driven car. You know, it's, uh, it's oh, 100%. It's, yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's um on, on it's a it's it's I think that adds to the. To the to the accolade, really, in my opinion. The grand champion part of it, actually driving at home at least. But I do under I get the detailing part of it where it needs to go on a tilt tray as well.
2: Most of the previous uh, previous champions are driven cars. Mm. Like if you go back to all, all the other ones. Yeah. Back to like Ralph's thirty two.
0: Yep, yeah, true. Know? Yep. Um, yeah. Yep.
1: I mean that it's, car is is actually that's that's the thing with that car they that wanted to build. It's street driven, but it's actually um licensed exactly how it is there's nothing like i know um i've had cars and you license them and then you go and change them change stuff yeah that one is exactly how it went over licensing there's nothing that's changed every pipe every everything that's on that car is exactly how it's licensed so that's what our aim was because i didn't want something that was going to um drive to an event and then try and drive home and get pulled over and and then spend the next six months getting a sticker off it there's there's nothing that's not on
0: there Tell us about that then, it's not in my notes, I didn't actually know that, I don't, I'm not always comfortable asking that question because it does, it, it may be, it may be a contentious issue for some people if they do have the car licence but not with the way it is. Talk us through that then, like, so a lot of people, a lot of our listeners don't understand what's involved in the engineering aspect, like what we what we try and tell even in our club is to get the car, get, get the approvals first, so... Build the, we call it build the car on paper. Is that the path you took as well? Built the car on paper, uh, then then got it approved, then get it engineered and, and go down that path?
1: Uh, yeah, so that car there was – well, that engine wasn't built for that car. It was actually built for another one that's hopefully motivation – 24's is uh, a grand champion. We'll see. Oh, okay, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was uh, why that engine went into that car because um, the car I was building it for, they were getting so strict with all the cubic capacity testing and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, there's there's no point even trying to get make yeah. this work. So that motor, um, that that car's a long way off, and has been ten years in the build. So this that motor was sitting there. I thought, you know what, let's build something that. I can drive and license and put the kids in on a Sunday and go for a drive and, mm-hmm. and that's where the Camaro came in it, it fits the, um, the capacity, um, horsepower, everything. Um, it went through the whole lot with engineering, so yeah. dyno testing in front of the engineer, cubic capacity testing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, every, everything on the car had to be brake testing. I mean, that's probably the the worst bit of the building the car. It's not much fun going through all that, but the fact that it's gone through that just makes it so much um, more comfortable to drive. You just know that it's been built um,
0: mm-hmm. illegally and there's no dramas with it. Yeah, yeah. So, people that are listening, what I, what I try and tell everyone is that they shouldn't be afraid of that. That there are some really good engineers in Western Australia. They're all you can find them on the Department of Transport website. By the way, there's a list of si- signatories they're called. There's a list of them there, but we shouldn't be scared of that process because you'd be surprised how open these engineers are to modifications.
1: Yeah, look, it wasn't hard at all. That, yeah. that I mean, it's it's ticking boxes. Obviously, the the licensing center came back with a list of things. You pass that on to them. Um, the guy I use is unfortunately retiring now. He's been used him for a long time, but um, yeah, once you tick the tick that one off, tick the noise testing off, tick, it's just tick boxes. Yep, mm-hmm. he's done all them, and then you you break, take that with you, and everyone's scared of the licensing center, and and I was too. Um, actually, going to because um, you can go to a licensing center or to a um, uh, with the, sorry, with a non-modified car, you can go to a normal um, licensing shop or whatever yep. it is. Um, or if you have to go to the licensing center. And those guys are supposed to be the big scary ones, but the guys there were just—they were really good. Loved the car. Um, things that they wanted me to fix, and as long as they weren't safety issues, he he gave them to me and said, "Look, I want you to fix this." But I thought they were going to be terrible. Thinking, oh. No, yep. I don't want this thing on the road. But they were so good and, yeah. yeah, I can't complain about that process at all. Yeah.
0: Some of them, I mean, we, we won't mentioning their names, but some of them we actually know, don't we? I mean, I'm sure one of them was actually working where where you went. But I, I know that a lot of those guys these days are rev heads themselves yeah. as well and, yep. and build cars. So they're, they're not only certified to, to sign off on it, but also they're in the scene, they understand what your wants and needs are as well, just as just like everyone else's. So that's that's really good to hear. I I didn't have that on my list, but I, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually,
2: so so can I just ask a question? Did you based on that? Did you buy the Camaro to for that engine, or did you already have? No, the so
1: I always um, I actually just finished building a HZU similar sort of way. Um, had an LS in it, aircon, that whole lot, built to it as a nice street driver two seats and three kids and a wife doesn't really work real well, but <laughs> I had a ute when I was, as my first car. So I built that one and then, but I always wanted a Camaro um, and a mate of mine had this one for years, just in primer, in bits, sitting in their shed. And um, I was on the phone to him just talking about random car stuff. And he said, Oh, look, I might get rid of the Camaro. And I, don't know, by the end of the conversation, my ute was for sale. That was literally, I hadn't even driven it, gone through engineering and it was just about to be licensed. Ute was for sale and the Camaro deal was done. So I, I drove the ute to the licensing centre, licensed it, drove it straight to the guy that bought it, never drove it again. Got one lap around the block. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) There you go. And that's disappeared, that ute. I don't know where it's gone. It's somewhere in Perth. Okay. So
2: would you have bought a Camaro if you think that one wasn't available? Would you you Um, have gone down that sort of path?
1: I don't think I would have. um, Yeah, yeah, probably not. No, I probably would have still had the ute. And um, um, the, the other car I'm doing, my EH, that I've had for 10 years, that's the car that's been the the long term goal to get that one done so it's just that that particular car was available and and it's exactly it's the right. timing. Yeah, yeah timing was was the right time and yeah i don't regret selling the ute i'd love the Camaro so
0: no and there's, it's 69 it's one of my favorites yeah. as well it's got just that that awesome front that's what you had as well yeah, wasn't it yeah. yeah 69 as well yeah i i i, I think they're in, that you just walked into my next question basically what was the inspiration for the build but it's funny how cars come up in life and they they turn into you know that might be <laughs> you weren't dreaming about yeah. a Camaro uh, but he came up and and there it was and the opportunity was there to go
1: yeah so it was an unfinished project obviously and his plans for it were different to mine so he had a big block for it he had um, custom big block headers it was that that was going that direction and and I'm a much uh, as most people's disgust I love my modern engines and just love that something you can flick the flick the ignition and the injection and everything just – everything works. So he probably didn't like that idea, but that's that's uh, where I got it as an unfinished project and took a just different path from what he was.
0: It, there's nothing wrong with either path, but if you look down the path that you've taken, I think – what do you reckon, 80%, 90% of people are going in that direction?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a definitely a, a huge people that – the amount of people that love – um uh, what do you call them, resto mods or wh- whatever yeah. you call know, them, yeah, and then there's also a huge following of the old muscle, just that torquey big block with um, 15 inch wheels and big tires as well. So yeah, they um, be standard. I think the standout cars are the ones that go that that way because
0: they do look different than the factory cars. But mm. well, I just think that you know that that uh, even that Pro Touring look as well. um, That's all. It's all sort of and and late model the LS motor and the Coyote motors are kind of leading us down that path, aren't they? I mean, mm-hmm. I can't. It's hard to 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 deny that that's the path to take. Um, nothing wrong with carburetors and, and a, you know, a manifold and, and, and um, you know, that sort of thing as well, but I can understand why mm. you've gone down that path and why that is attractive to a lot of people these days. Talking about the engine then, talk us through that power plant. So it's 408 cubes, is that right? Yeah, so it's a
1: um, six-litre uh, iron block um, and then it's been bored and, and stroked. Um, it's got Frankenstein heads on it, an early set of Frankenstein heads when they were doing prototypes. Um, and made about, f- oh, just over 500 at the tires. So decent power. I mean, it's not these days, it's, it's uh, pretty average, I suppose. Lots of people are putting out huge numbers now, but I guess probably five years ago I would have been a horsepower
0: hero almost with that car. Mm-hmm. I don't know. sure I don't drive too many cars myself that are 500 horsepower, so I think it's pretty stout, but anyway. Yeah, there's <laughs> actually a new motor being built for it at the moment.
1: Same yeah. same specs, everything, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. That's um, that's it's quite a combo there. Talk us through the subframe as well. Uh, the the heights, I think that's how you say it. Heights, is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, I've... Yeah, Heights front end, it's one of the American brands. Um,
1: There's a heap of them that build. That's the great thing about American cars is you can buy 100 different subframes, 100 different rear ends. Um, It's just about teaming the right stuff up. But... um, it's obviously their front end, their um their wishbones, coilovers, everything like that, and then it's got a right-hand drive conversion that was done. Oh wow! So yeah, they don't do a right-hand drive version, so it's sort of our version of their front end. Yeah, okay,
0: all right. No, that's interesting. So you you fitted that yourself,
1: and so as I said, un, unfinished project. So the the it was all fitted yeah. partly, but with a big block set up, So we had to move all the steering um, to oh, okay. allow for the LS. Yep. Um, good friend of mine, Lee from um, Revenge Motorsport. Um, we shouldn't say that name because he doesn't want any more business, but, um, yeah, he's a, he's a really smart guy, and it, um, he's he moved a lot of that stuff around and uh, and made it all work, and he was involved in the car before I bought it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Talk us through the rear end as well. It's a Detroit Speed rear end as well, and, the, obviously, wheel-wood bra- uh, disc brakes. Uh, I think it's sort of every car, every choice of everyone these days, isn't
1: it? Yeah, so the rear end is Detroit Speed Shop. They do a full mini-tub kit. um, they adjust the rails, the whole lot. Um, great thing about American cars, again, off-the-shelves kit that goes in. Um, and then, yeah, the rear end's a nine-inch rear end with det- um, with wheelwards
0: on it. Yeah, okay, yep. One thing we never do a lot of, on, uh, and I probably should do more of myself, is is to talk more about the pro-touring scene. For the uninitiated, talk us through the pro-touring scene, uh, um we've only ever had one guest on before that's had like in, in that sort of vein of cars. So talk, talk us through that scene.
1: Um, the scene I'm probably not much of a part of. I'm someone that just builds something that I like the look of. So it's not even that I'm part of the pro touring scene. I like that look of those cars. Um, I'm probably members of lots of groups online that I've just clicked to and, um, and more for inspirational ideas when I was putting the car together. But mm. yeah, you know, I'm not even, I wouldn't really say I'm even part of that scene. It's just yeah. more
2: like the look, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that look, it just becomes part of that scene. So, like, because you're modernising everything, and with the Camaro, everything's just off-the-shelf accessible. Mm. So it's so easy to just change the geometry and the the handling of it Mm. um, just by buying Mm. off-the-shelf parts. And, and it's obviously that seems massive in America, so it's
1: we seem to like them lower in Australia. That's the only thing I've noticed when I look at a lot yeah, of them. Mine's yeah. a lot lower than I mine. Mean, that's the whole yeah. thing. When I was growing up, was get them low, get them down on the ground. But yeah, that's um, something I don't notice all of them in doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's for for those that aren't uh, uninitiated, I guess you would call it. It's it's modernising uh, uh, an older vehicle, but also enabling it to to be driven yeah, more well, extensively, I think you're going, isn't
2: you're it? Going Resto Mod, which is yeah. the modernising side of it, like with your LS and your your updated, you know, suspension and brakes, and then you go and Pro touring that next level where you're mm. going to sort of want to beat up on it a bit more and maybe do some track days. Um, yeah. yeah. collie Motorplex. Um, we used to have an event here called Apocalypse. Um, that, uh, That's right, Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. just, you know, it was similar to what they, those track days that they have in America, so... Yeah, I think that's just pro touring is just that ultimate like mm. next level. Yeah, yeah. Probably a good example of it.
0: Really interesting question I have for you then is for someone for someone that's listening right now, that's young, maybe
2: the young people listen to us? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you're fourteen, fifteen, sixteen,
0: seventeen, or maybe even older, but you're thinking of building a car that's worthy of grand champion status. What's your message to them?
1: Um, probably just, yeah, look, uh, take on a project that's that's uh, something you love. So don't go just looking at, oh, my mate's into Monaro. So you want to find something that's really just a shape or a car that you love. And then, yeah, just don't listen. Everyone told me off, putting a big, die. Oh, I should put a big block in. What a waste of a Camaro. But it wasn't what I wanted. Um, yeah, and I'm sure all the LSs are supposed to be cheap horsepower, but they're not. Probably could have done a big block <laughs> for the similar sort of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just listen to what, just do it the way you want to do it because you'll never be happy with it if you keep building it or painting it a colour that your friend likes better. You've really got to do the way you want to do
2: it. And I think maybe in regards to motivation specifically, or even some of that, if you want to win the um, the grand champion awards, it's not always about the show side of it. It's about the driving as well. So if you you know if you're going to build a show car and you want to win grand champion, then you've got to be prepared to drive it you know, pretty pretty full on and, and it has to obviously handle and e- at least do the driving events, you know, re- reasonably well to to um be competitive um for the trophy I suppose.
1: Yes yeah, that's right, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's definitely I found that last year. But um uh, yeah that's that's a big thing is making it so you can drive it as well. So it's one thing getting a, a huge power plant in there, but if a thing doesn't drive it's um not going to be able to do much most of the events you need to do
0: yeah because the salem is the one that really struck me is is that that's not a lot of people probably think it's easy but that doesn't that mm. doesn't appear to be easy I at all i think
2: it's even worse at that some of that's from what i've heard as well i think they're it's so tight on that strip that they've they do it on yeah um i'm happy probably the best one to ask yeah. about that he's done both but yeah i know it's uh
1: yeah, look, yeah, happy Ute. Yeah, he did he did really well. That was a brand-new build as well when yeah. he took it over there. And, yeah, he's mean, um, to drive a tonne of Ute and do well in those events. That's, that's a pretty, yeah. pretty big thing too. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. I want to talk about, like, outside of the car scene. Like, you do – I've also noticed you're a junior baseball coach. You commit quite heavily to that side of things. Yeah. Talk us through – so how do you find the times? You build the grand champion winning car – you participated yeah. in motivation, which is, you know, four days and that's, correct me if I'm wrong, that's right in the middle of baseball season.
1: It is, yeah. So I was actually pretty lucky. I'd, I'd got someone to stand in for me to coach that day and then uh, the hot weather policy kicked in so my team didn't end up playing that day <laughs> anyway, so. Okay. But yeah, look, it takes up a huge amount of my time and I've been doing that a long time as well, so it's two passions, I guess. Um, yeah, there's a lot of times they conflict and I miss out on cars and coffee and all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. Um, I was pretty wrapped that all the stars aligned for motivation weekend and managed to to get through that without any guilt of missing out on other things. But um, I got into that for my, I guess my oldest boy. He's a he's a mad baseballer and and uh, I've sort of ended up probably doing more time in it than he does. So
0: it's funny because we all we all travel that journey, don't we? And and it's hard because I know I know Johnny. His son's very heavily involved in soccer. My kids, I won't say heavily involved, but they do footy you commit not just your children's time but your own time to, to baseball. It's so hard for car guys if they have kids of our age that are participating in junior sport because you want to be involved in that as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Look, it's – it's um, yeah, so oh, the amount of time that we put into into baseball itself is um, – I think I've coached like 15 teams now from getting into it for T-ball. My, my young bloke just started out and they needed a coach and, and, yeah, it's just the amount of time you put into your kids and then – your sort of passions get put aside for a while. I'm sure I'll be doing cars until the day I die, so I guess I'll catch up on them later. Yeah, but yeah.
0: sure. Do you use one discipline in the other? Like, does does being a coach help you, like, build, a, a, you know, a car? Does that do the, um, is anything that – no, to,
1: coaching probably takes away from it because I don't really get any the spare time that I used to get. So like you get to a weekend and you've you've just been coaching all day you get back, oh I should go clean those yeah. bits in the shed and you get back and you're too knackered to even touch them. So it does delay things a lot, but
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You talk to to the kids about cars at
1: all like when Yeah, I thought um I mean when you just first have kids you think oh they're all going to be mad car nuts and um they all grow up different. Yeah. Um my oldest is um sporty Um, little geek that loves computer games and, um, and awesome at school, probably completely different to what I was. And then, um, so that's my, I guess, common interest with him. And then my youngest, oh, my little girl in the middle, she's, um, she's obviously got her interests and I try and show interest in dance and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and then my youngest, I think I finally, finally got there and he's a mad car nut. He's always wanted to pull things apart. So
0: that's good. Yeah.
1: We had his motorbike apart on the weekend and he wanted to be involved in that. So it's good having someone following on.
0: Yeah. Do you find, like, kids in Johnny's soccer team, like, are interested in cars, like, come to you? No, not no.
2: not yet anyway, but I think that's coming. They're in their age now, they're getting their licence within the next year or so. Yeah. And you sort of, you're you starting to sort of see the, them looking for cars and trying to figure out, like, what they're going to be getting or what they're going to be driving. And so I thought
0: they might come to you as well, come to you, like, for some mentorship in terms of... The right car, or not yet? Yeah, okay. No, yet
1: I, ha- I actually had that exact moment with my oldest, thinking um, he's talking about cars, and he said, "Oh, when I get older, I might have a car like a friend of ours' parents." I was thinking, "What car have they got?" And it was a Honda Odyssey, so I was thinking, "Oh no, <laughs> this is not going to work with him." It was uh, the airplane seats apparently is what was the selling point.
0: <laughs> they have their own niche market, don't they? The Honda Odyssey. Yeah, they do, they're they're quite popular in amongst their... If you've got one, I think they're. I think you you become a a customer for life of Honda. <laughs> I asked this question of our car builders, but where to in ten years time? Like, I mean, I'm not talking about you just yourself, but where do you see the scene going? The actual overall scene in ten years from now?
1: Well, I guess fuel prices and things. Everyone talks about it, but it is a thing. There's um, it's only so long you can. You can keep a gas gu- gas uh, gas guzzler in the shed, and eventually you're gonna have to look at. Um, it's scary as it is, a hybrid or something. There's, I'm sure there'll be conversions of LSs. There'll be just the same thing happening with buying mm. a Rav Four engine and putting it into Camaro or something. I don't know. I, yeah, I can't see me doing it, but I'm sure it'll be on the cards for some people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we asked the same question, and everyone sort of comes back with that. They do see a world in our scene where we're going towards an EV sort of. Um. Upgrade and you know I'm I'm not kind of on board with that, but I guess it's not up for me. I think it's
2: further away than what we actually think it is. You mm. know what I, mean? I don't think it's they're scaring us to think it's coming real soon, but I still think it's, it's still yeah a fair fair way away. Yeah,
0: ten years anyway. it will be interesting Hopefully. to see. Mm. Yeah. For kids that are listening, getting back to kids. For kids that are listening, I mean, sixty nine Camaras are getting tough to find. What would you suggest to someone these days? Like, what what sort of car should they be looking at? Like, in because I mean, the, the, that Camaro is not for everyone, but something more late model. What where yeah, would you well, pitch? I guess, um,
1: look. Every time you look at a model of Commodore, the one before it's just gone up in value. So Commodores are something that um, you can see always going to be increasing in value. Still easy enough to get parts for, but like VKs when I was younger, or a dime a dozen. Now you try and get a VK, everyone they're, they're really popular. VLs, same thing. VN's, same thing starting to happen. So I don't know. I don't know if a VT will have the same appeal to a to a young bloke, but um, I guess they've always been someone's car that they looked at and envied at some stage. Um, mm. They're always the brand new car for yeah. someone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know the answer to that really. No, I was thinking um, the
2: same thing the other day. I thought like cuz obviously my son's going to get, you know, out mm. licensed and thinking like what's his like if he has to stay in the Ford family, like what's he what's his car going to be? Like what would you know? And um yeah, it's it's in that that uh 9 mid 90s yeah, you know. Um you know, EBD sort of
0: They're getting hard now at EBED. Yeah, they are, but you
2: can still, like, if you want to create your own car, Mm. like, if you want to buy something, an XR8, you know, something original, then it's going to be harder to buy. But if you want to buy, you know, if you want to create something yourself for, you know, a motivation or a show car Mm. or a Mm. street machine, uh, the potential is there to just buy something and uh yeah, and gut it and and do your LS or your barrow conversion or something else your coyote. You know what I mean? Just maybe the yeah. coyotes are going to go into those sort of cars now instead of you know mm. um, instead of your Windsors and Cleveland's. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Look, rear wheel drives. I think is going to be the thing that's probably going to be the hardest thing to, f- to drive. You want you want something that's that kind of scene. You really want a rear wheel drive car. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. they're the probably maybe the BMWs and things like that. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. Perhaps.
0: It's a good, it's a very good question. So you talked about, yeah, EH, what's, what other builds have you got on the go? So, uh, where does this, where does this get
1: publicized? Oh, well, no, <laughs> he, he goes yeah. everywhere. No, I'm so, joking. Yeah. No, so there's, um, <laughs> there's a VK. so my EH, I started when my 14 year old was a baby. Well, I, I got it on the road then. Um, and I drove it for about six months and it wasn't really good enough. So pulled it off the road to do mini tubs, uh, what, 12 years later-ish, I'm uh, still not finished. Uh, most of that's been through paint and panel. And um, we started off just, all right, we'll take the paint off it. And it wasn't my car when it came back. There was just nothing left under the paint. Yeah, right. Yep. So one of those lovely stories. And, um, and in that time, while I've been sort of slowly building that one, I've built a few cars in between. Um, so that one there is painted now. Um, it's being assembled. I saw the taillights and everything go on the other day. So we're, the guy, that's my mate that's wiring it's got that happening. And so I'm, I'm really aiming to have it for motivation as an unveiling mm-hmm. um, for next year. Um, yep. That one's a little bit different. That's a blown LS in that oh, one. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, but yeah, probably a next level of car, the one I've got now.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we look forward well, to seeing next that's that. Level, then, sure. yeah, that's level, <laughs> Yeah, that's a definite <laughs> grand stand, champion winner. Stand, yeah. Well,
1: see, see how we <laughs> go. See where we go. Yeah. It's not mean I say next level, but next level these days is just, when I was building that 10 years ago, it was, it was crazy level. Now it's pretty standard. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. build some pretty high-end stuff.
0: Yeah. So any plans to go summer that? or? Is
1: yeah. Um, I guess the videos on the videos that come up online scare you off a little bit with, um, with I don't really want anyone grabbing the guards and lifting the car <laughs> or, or head falling against a, a guard like I saw in a video, but I guess it's just that's, that's uh, YouTube. Yeah. You only see the bad bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look that that one there. I plan to travel with a bit. Um, yeah, okay. I got a, an invite to Maguire. Uh, it's Maguire's Motorex. Motor X. Sorry, yeah. With um, with a Camaro. I'm um, oh, still cool. on the What's fence for they to take that. Yeah.
2: I'll be there. So.
1: Johnny will be there. <laughs> oh, no, really? It's yeah, just getting yeah. it over there and all yeah. the. Uh, I've never done that side sort of things, so I guess that's going to be the the biggest challenge: is how you get it over there, how you set it up when you're over there in a in a I guess a foreign um, city, and mm. trying to.
2: Oh, we could definitely help there, yeah. Oh, really? There you go. <laughs> Sorry.
1: i got a got a car detailer <laughs> here. I can just send it over and he'll clean it for us.
0: And, and would I be right? Am I allowed to say, I'll cut it out if I have to, but Stuart, Stuart's going? Yeah. Is that, yeah that's public knowledge. public knowledge. Yeah, it's
2: public knowledge So 55's going over. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I'm going over with him um, mm. to help him with that one as well. So, yeah, we're, I'm there anyway. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and the good thing, I've been over over there a couple of times with um, the WA guys and, because everyone's coming from obviously so far away, everyone chips in and helps out each other, especially in setup and cleaning and all that sort of stuff. So y- you wouldn't be alone if you if you took it over. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, look, you meet a lot of these guys and you think they'll be um, territorial over you competing against them, but the car scene's pretty good like that. It's not like a lot of other sports and that you're involved in there. Like I met Stuart through, and he's such a nice guy, yeah. and he just yeah, mm. yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that sounds like we've. He's
2: got to get a trailer and a car to tow it, and he'll be right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he needs to get a bigger trailer to take Mitchell's over as well. Oh, no,
2: I think he's struggling <laughs> to get the one for his car <laughs> as it is. Yeah,
0: no, I've got the got the uh, got the cruiser and the trailer. I could yeah, do could it, but um,
2: it's more just a. Uh, it's yeah. a timing thing as well. It's a big commitment, um, yeah, uh, financially and time wise. Yeah, um, to getting to, over. To do the, it, yeah,
1: just whether that's the right car to do it with. I mean, I definitely want to do that with EH because it's probably closer to. Closer to my heart, with how yeah. much work I put into that and how much blood, sweat, and tears have gone in for so long, um, yeah. that's probably a really one I want to make sure I get the uh, accolades for when it's done. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. No, fair enough.
0: No, completely understand that, Mitchell. Well, I think that brings us to the end, unless there was something else we missed. I'm not sure, but I think I think we've covered it all. I'd
1: no, that's That's about it. There is one other car in the garage, and that's yeah. a, that's a, that's the the one that I guess I'll do after the H, and that's a HZ. I want to do drag week, but that's um, oh. That's we will see that one when we get there.
0: Yeah, that sounds... Tell us a bit about that then.
1: So that was... um That one there's not supposed to be a show pony or, or look flash. It's um, uh, got another LS as a, as keeping it in uniform. But, um, a collection
0: of LSs <laughs> over there.
1: Yeah, turbo <laughs> LS in that one and trying to trying to build something that uh, can go over and do drag week, tow a trailer and, and mm-hmm. have some fun with. It's um, just a HZU. That was my first car, so finally got another one in the same, a full granddad spec, um, really yeah. original car and, yeah, you're going to cut it up and turn it into a racy race car, I
2: guess.
0: Yeah. Well we look forward to I think he's
2: gonna be missing a lot more uh baseball. Yeah games I know. <laughs> <Those>
0: at <laughs> Calamunda Rangers, you that's know that's probably need to get look at get in another <laughs> coach in a few years' time. Now, I mean that Drag Week is a, or Drag Challenge, sorry. I always call it Drag Week, but Drag, drag challenge, challenge is yeah. in Australia. is Is I'd love to do that as well one day. I mean, I don't yeah. have the car to do it, but I, I can mean,
2: we I take would, the Camry.
0: We can take the Camry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be would consistent.
1: Be, yeah. be consistent. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. But um, oh, I think that's it's.
2: I, I'd love to be involved in that too. I think it's a cool event.
0: Yeah, it's not. I don't want to say it's the Holy Grail. I don't think it's the Holy Grail, but I think it's certainly up there in Australia.
2: I think when you just see all the stories that come along with it, you know I mean? yeah. it's it's Yeah. It just seems like a real cool event to, to be a part of.
0: Harry Hague has made it, almost made it the holy grail. I mean, when you think about some of his adventures, like he's done the US one and, and the Australian one every year. I don't think he's missed one. And uh, yeah, it certainly has a certain amount of appeal to it. I would like that event to have more spectators come into it as well. I think it needs to be marketed a little bit differently i think that would be make it more exciting as well yeah and more spectators or yeah, spectators like make more
1: aware of how it works and what what makes a, mm. a good drag weak car um it's not just about being fast it's about being able to drive between tracks it's just pretty big pretty hard to do it's
0: huge yeah yeah no it definitely is all right mitchell thank you very much does the camara have a facebook page or instagram following at all uh, it's got my uh got my at and my
1: Album on Facebook this oh, Okay. It. Yeah, all yeah. right.
0: No, fair enough. Now, that's all right. Well, look, Mitchell, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. It was great to have you here. And uh, we'll have to keep in contact uh, over the next few years and, and follow your adventures with the AH and, and the HZ as well. The, well, eh, the
1: eh? name sequel, if you want to keep an eye out for that one next year. Awesome. number oh. Num plate sequel. I think oh, we well, has been
0: we'll built twice. <laughs> fair enough. It's a good, it's <laughs> eh? very yeah. catchy. But no, Looking we'll, um, to that. yeah, we, I certainly am. I think that's, you know, we, that would be, I don't, has that been done before? Two years running, same yeah. owner, different cars?
2: Uh,
1: no, don't think so. That's why no. I'm no. pushing hard to make it happen. But I mean, you've still got to beat some pretty crazy cars.
2: So mm. I'm not getting ahead of myself or thinking that it's going to be I no, I don't
0: think so. Yeah, no, I it's
2: don't. Only be, uh, it's been done in the summer, but by Peter Battery.
0: Yeah, okay. Yep.
2: Well, sorry, two different incarnations of the same cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Righto.
0: Yep. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mitchell. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Thanks very much for the invite. No worries. Take care.